Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can go to warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com to download and listen to the shows and find the Spreaker app. And you can also find Warren Radio on these following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us. Your interaction helps us a lot. And don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Persecution, murdering of the just. You have just killed the just, and he does not resist you, so says James. Scripture itself points to the difference between the just and the wicked. And don't miss, I am searching the reins and hearts. I am the light which penetrates the darkness and exposes the dark secrets hidden within. Don't miss faith, final end of days. As Meridian, mer, mer, as myriads of families worldwide simply want to enjoy each other's company live and be happy, there are those who plot evil. You can find the Classic Warren Radio episodes in the nav bar under Classic Warren Radio or on our front page at warren-usa.com. And don't miss the Moses series Man of God Classic Warren Radios. This is a Classic Warren Radio three-part series. And don't miss Persecuted Christians. No freedom of, li- of religion. Persecuted persecuted Christians, I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. In John 18, we find in verse 18 the phrase, if the world hates you, and don't miss destiny's prophetic progress America. What is the progress of this destiny to which a minority seeks? Where is this coming from? Why is America in denial over those who blatantly threaten the American way of life. Be sure to get the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglennsmith.com where you can sign up and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop on danaglennsmith.com 
We feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I invite the Watchmen to join us for the Warren Radio Advocacy Broadcast for the Persecuted Church. It's a fast-moving gospel news program. Greetings, Dana. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Good morning, Dana. How are you doing this fine day on Friday? Well, we're doing good. Really hot. Yeah, it's going to be in the 90s the next several days. That seems, that's early for this time of year. Well, June, you know, June does get up in the high 80s and 90s. But not but, this early. But uh, July is really the hot one. And some of these temps are getting up there. Yeah. So nice. at any rate. Okay, well today is Gospel Gentiles Fullness arrives at part 22 in Romans. We have come an exceptionally long way from Paul in chapter 1 detailing the sins of men. And now back to you. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, on our Friday editions on Sound the Shofar, we've been following Paul. And we're getting into, continuing to get into touchy subjects. And of course, in we left off verse 22, where Paul says, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. Now he's emphasizing the point <coughs> of the fact that uh, there is that grace of God. There is that favor of God. And we hear it all the time that the Jewish population are God's people. Well, you know, Scripture says, I have stretched out my hand to a stubborn and rebellious people. You're not God's people if you don't listen. And both houses of Israel were sent into captivity. Actually, uh, the northern tribes uh, totally got overcame and carried away captive and got embedded in all the nations of men, thus got scattered. So that's <clears throat> one of the reasons you'll find Jews all around the world. And Judah is the only one that actually went into captivity and after 70 years came back, going back to Jerusalem. 
And we've been covering a lot of different aspects of, of this relationship in Isaiah. And in Romans, Paul is talking about the election of grace. He's talking about the fact that the, although there's been a lot of problems with Israel, God is not finished with them. God is not done with them. And he says, Israel will be saved. And he'll say that later. But see, when you get to verse 22, he points out to the Gentiles to whom grace went after after a while because the Jews didn't want it. They went their own way. And uh, Paul talked about that, and we discussed that in the first verses of this chapter. But see, this particular verse, he says, therefore the goodness and the severity of God. Now that goodness has to do with the grace of God, has to do with Yahshua coming, have to do with the Jews who believe. Now see, if you get into verse 23, the very next verse but they also, Paul says, speaking of the Jewish. And of course, when we say the Jews, we mean all the houses of Israel. Because that is really the term that when we talk about the Jewish people, we talk about the encompassing of them all. Although there's quite a few tribes that are missing we we called them the lost tribes physically lost we don't know where they're at but some of them are coming back so at any rate verse 23 and they also if they abide not still in unbelief now you see how that's written if they abide not still now, see, in modern lingo, we would have said it a little different. If they are still unbelievers. <laughs> if they abide not still in unbelief. The still tells you that, yeah, they were in unbelief. They didn't believe in Yeshua. They didn't like the apostles. They plotted to put the Lord on the cross. Uh, and you can find the sins in the highest part of the court, highest part of the temple. The temple priest was involved, the, the high priest. Uh, they all had to see that this guy, this Messiah, Yahshua, was going to go down the road. And of course, he came to die on the cross. So in essence, even though they had rejected him and planned on it, Yahshua was going to go to the cross for the sins of everyone, including those who put him to death, meaning the Romans, and including those who plotted the Romans to get him to death, which were the Jews. But see, there's one little issue in there is because when the Lord was standing before um, the Roman authority, he came out and said, I find no fault in him, and he said that twice. And he tried to release Barabbas, but or tried to release uh, um, the Lord, but instead they wanted Barabbas to be released. But the issue here, you know, 
the Roman governor washed his hands of the blood of the Lord. He said, this is yours. And they, the crowd spoke up. Of course, they were egged on by those uh, from the temple and from the high priest. This is the way it works. Uh, and they said, his blood be on our head. Now, see, this is part of the blood guilt that I've been warning people about for forever. God does not forget the blood. He holds people accountable. And, of course, it was the Roman general Titus who had uh, invaded General uh, Jerusalem. And there was about a million Jews, according to Josephus, that got killed during that. And uh, they totally took down everything. And the Lord did talk about it. And when the Lord wept over Jerusalem, he said, Your house is left to you desolate. So make no mistake. The Jews were in unbelief. Now, <clears throat> see, when we get clear back to the prophets, the time of Isaiah and a lot, and you get into uh, Jeremiah, the Jews went about their thing in the temple. They went about doing what they were doing. But they were committing under other uh, sins of idolatry with other gods. And they never caught on the fact that it's not just about keeping the law. You can't, well, you know, I'm keeping God's law, you know, Jehovah God, but I'm going to go over here and follow Baal and sacrifice my children uh, because uh, when we sacrifice a child, uh, we seem to get blessings that way. <laughs> At any rate, I mean, the nature of it, you know, it's just like I, I spoke to a kid a long, long time ago who said he, that he believed in Jesus Christ, but he also believed in the devil and that he felt he could serve both the devil and uh, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm telling you, the younger generation, even today, are as screwed up as that kid was. A lot of them are. No, you're not going to walk in good and evil. And so Paul points it out. You know, we, we talk about Romans 11. You know, it, it's the definitive chapter where Paul says the Jews are not going to be forsaken by Israel. And they're not. And the reason they're not is because God isn't going to forsake anybody. Not just the Jews. Now, you can read into this and say Paul made a special attempt to relate to you that the Jews were above everybody else, but they're not. And he points that out in the same sentence. And they also, if they abide not in still unbelief, if they stay in unbelief, then they're not going to be in God's favor. They have to believe. Well, who are they believing? They're believing in Yahshua. And they shall be grafted in again, just like the Gentiles were grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Now he's speaking to the Gentiles on this. That's why he's talking like this. And he goes on to explain it. He says, For if thou 
were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted in contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Now, you see the thing of it is, <laughs> this is some good talking. It really is. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted in contrary to nature into a good olive tree, I mean, it's it's not normal. The natural processes. A tree grows its own branches. It don't need you to graft things into it, but we do that in when you're dealing with plants and everything. They can't get away from trying to be God with nature. So at any rate, the Gentiles. I mean, take a look at the Gentiles. They were wild. That's why, <laughs> you know, they're pagans. <laughs> I mean, you know, a Gentile, what, what do we do? Well, you know, we do everything. We're not naturally inclined to follow God. I mean, we'll follow any gods or a lot of gods. It doesn't matter. I mean, look around the world. The Gentiles represent all the human race that isn't a Jew. Now see, in the beginning, when we go back to Abraham, there's Ishmael and Isaac. So you have two houses, literally, out of Abraham. One of Ishmael, which is the Arabs, and they, of course, uh, there was 12 sons there. They were a big tribe, and I would make him a great nation, the angel told um, Hagar. But see, the promise went through Isaac, and he was made a great nation. But see, there's there's more than just Abraham's. Because Abraham wasn't the only person on earth. There was a whole pile of other Gentiles, of which God was going to give Abraham that particular portion. Because they had sinned against God. That's the whole thing that after they got out of Egypt, God was going to take them now and give them the land. He tried to get them in there early, and he sent out 12 uh, tribes, He, I mean 12 spies. He took them right up to the, close to the land where they were going to invade. And the 12 uh, spies came back with, 10 of them came out back with a bad report, and two of them, came back with a good report. Joshua and Caleb were the good report. The others didn't want to have nothing to do with it. said, God brought us out here to kill us. We can't do this. Caleb and Joshua was ready to go. They said, come on, let's go. Let's go get our land. But they wouldn't. They sinned grievously, and so they wound up running around in the desert for 40 years till that one generation died off, and he said, I'd take your kids in there, which he did. But he warned Israel, do not do what these Gentile nations did. See, why? Because they're wild. They're not grafted in. They're not in any kind of system that God can deal with. They're wild. Now, the Jews conformed somewhat. Even Moses told the Jews, the tribes, that they were going to fall away from God. In his last address. But you're going to be stubborn and stiff-necked. 
So Paul is picking up on this. Now see, grafting in a bunch of rebel Gentiles around the world, giving them religion. See, the Jews always had the religion. They had all of this stuff. And they had, you know, around the world, you can find a Jew anywhere on the face of this earth, and you can identify them by their clothes, what they do, and how they are, more than likely. And they all have this law embedded in them. And many of them are very serious about keeping it. And so this is what God is doing. He sent Yahshua to the cross. And he will get into this later on. But speaking to the Gentiles, but if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature uh, into a good olive tree, and how were they grafted in? Through Christ. You see, in the Old Testament, Israel was the vine. In the New Testament, Yahshua says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. That's the difference between the Old and the New Covenant. The Lord is the vine and the branches. He is the body of Christ. He is that body where we are all part of. It's through the Spirit of God. And so they, being wild and unruly and godless and not trained in any kind of a holy manner... I mean, look what they do around the world. You go over in India, and they're killing Christians right and left. Christians who know the true and living God. Yet, all these Hindus, I mean, there's thousands of gods in in India. Every tree, rock, stub, plant, animal, I mean, you name it, they've got a god for it. <laughs> you get on over into China... And the only God over there is communism. I mean, that's it, baby. And it's a little different. North Korea, you know, he didn't want. To, they don't want to hear about any kind of a God that saves you. All they want to hear about is uh, worshiping Kim Jong Un now. I mean, I guess they never wonder why all the rest of them are starving to death and skinny as a rail, and their old famous leader is fat and sloppy. Doesn't matter. He's, he's God. Well, see, there is a true and living God, North Korea. There is a Savior, glorified, more glory than you could ever imagine, who would redeem you and heal you. See, this is, this is the unruly Gentiles around the world. And as we're looking around the world and we're covering the persecution of Christians, we see it in all these nations. We're seeing it in America. Dear God in heaven, look what we're doing in America. If you don't think we're unruly and wild and grafted, look what's happening in America today. The dumb things that we're doing. People shake their heads at the two stupid things that are going on. But it doesn't matter because... Hey, we're free. We're America. We can be stupid. So get a grip. Okay, go be stupid. But see, when you're talking about redemption, the Jews were that house of Israel, and there was the Lord God. But the Lord himself, when he, <clears throat> he was despised and rejected of men, 
He came as a suffering servant, not the Messiah, to, do, to defeat the Romans. They were expecting a political superstar savior that God would send them, kind of like the judges that would make their nation great again in one and the Messiah would come. They're still looking for the Messiah. And he's going to come. And many of them are going to recognize him. So if the Gentiles, who were wild and unruly and lost in the world, they didn't care, they didn't have the promises. They didn't have none of that. But they were, you know, they found the gospel. And got redeemed and got changed through the Spirit of God and became new creations in Christ like you've never seen. Paul, who was one of the, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He kept the law. He was the religious. But he saw that wasn't enough. He needed Christ for the fulfillment of righteousness. So he became the apostle to the Gentiles and the Jews, the ones that knew him, hated him for it. And so the natural branches were cast out because of unbelief. Well, if you have a tree, a natural branch stays there. It, it don't go anywhere. It stays to the tree. The only thing that will remove them in our neck of the woods is a good frost. Well, there was a frost, all right. The cold wrath of God, or you could say the hot wrath of God. He was the one who ungrafted them because of their unbelief. But yet, it still says that when you look at the house of Israel, God does not despise them. God does not despise the unruly Gentiles. What does it say? John 3.16, for God so loved the world. He loved them all. He never intended for Israel to be the only religious place on earth. He intended for them to be a light to the Gentiles. And of course the real fulfillment of that was Yahshua who came. So what Paul is doing in these few verses takes up from the other verses we covered before. And he's explaining, be careful Gentiles. You've been grafted in, but don't get so proud and haughty because that can separate you from God. Pride goeth before a fall. You can't just do anything you want in your churches. You can't just decide what is good and what is evil. You've got to follow what God gave through Yahshua to the apostles to the early church. But see, we've changed them. We've got places that are churches. We're as bad as a bunch of the other pagans around the world in our churches today. You can't do those things. But see, because we live in a civilized society, we refuse to tell them. We've convinced them that it's okay. We've passed laws uh, concerning things of abomination that God is going to judge. But see, they're told everything's fine. You have ministers that refuse to tell the truth. You have a few that will stand up. Franklin Graham will stand up and tell people. 
But Joel Olstein, he doesn't do it. And I even heard him say many, many years ago that he can't just come out and tell people they're sinners and talk about sin. He shouldn't be in there. But he's well-loved. He's got a huge, he's worth millions. That's not my issue. That's him and the Lord. They can take care of it. And Paul goes on to say, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. He calls it a mystery. It is a mystery. How could God do that to Israel? He still loves them, but he has to save the world. It's not enough to just have the blood of bulls and goats to keep you in fellowship with God. The Day of Atonement comes every year that the Jews celebrate to get put in the book. Well, I got news for you. There's only one to put you in the book forever. That's Yeshua. And John 1, one of the best descriptions, John 1, 1 John 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We are to walk in the light of Christ as Christ is that light himself. And we have fellowship when we walk in his light, doing those things he wants us to do as he did them. And his blood will automatically cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Because we believe just as Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him to righteousness' sake. So now for all men, including the Jews, they must believe. Now in Israel today, and I've said them before, Mao is Israel is one of the one of the strongest forces there is in Israel. There's there's a lot of people that they minister to, but there's others over there. Messianic Jews who know the true Messiah, who are dealing with the house of Israel, a stubborn group of people, and they're stubborn for a reason. They've, they've been doing this thing for centuries. They were there at Sinai, their forefathers were. Their roots go way back. They have solid traditions. But Yahshua was before Abraham. He was before Moses. That is the key. And he redeemed them, redeemed them by his blood. So he says, I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. He would not that they should be ignorant. In other words... I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery. That's the way we'd say it in English. I don't want you to be dumb about this. I don't want you to be stupid. I want you to be awake. I want you to be redeemed. I don't want you to be blinded. You need to tell that to the churches. You can't just do those things. You can't just say, well, that's okay. It's not okay. What is the matter with you? I can tell you what's the matter. It's soft living. It's America. We've been so great, we think we can do our own things. The Jews felt the same way. Both houses went into captivity. What on God's earth do you think that God isn't able to send this country into the pit of hell and judgment and bring out of it a redeemed group of people 
a new America. I got news for you. This continent does not belong to the Congress. This continent, along with the other continents and all the seas and all the birds, all the people, everything belongs to the Lord God. And he has initiated that Yeshua, Jesus, is the one that's coming back as Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings, and he is going to clean up. Now, see, and as we start going down that road of his cleanup, it's going to get messy. Sin is messy. Sin is rebellion. But he says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this, lest you be wise in your own conceits. Conceits, America. That's the problem. You're wise in your own conceit. And he goes on to say that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now you see, we've been in the fullness of the Gentile. But we're not in the true fullness, as I define it. There is coming a dark one. And he will be the last Gentile leader. Now, he won't be Gentile. Make no mistake. This person, I'm convinced, is going to be out of the line of Ishmael. Not out of the line of Isaac. He will be out of Ishmael. And he'll be out of Ishmael for a reason. Because he is anti God and Antichrist. And to be truly anti, you can't come from the same tribe as Joshua came out of. And this last one is going to round up, have the power to, demonic power, to round up the nations and get the biggest, largest Gentile army that's ever been formed, and he will take them against Jerusalem. And God himself says it. I will bring them down to Jerusalem, and I will judge them there. You haven't even begun to see. You are in your governments of men. You're blinded. You have no clue. But see, the Jews are not always going to be blinded. And so Paul says, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, that I shall take away their sins. And then he says, As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. What election is he talking about? The election of grace. That period when God's grace is there. Because God loved the world. All those that he created and everything that he created. He loves. Out of that love flowed his mercy. Out of that mercy flowed a little access of grace. And in order to access the grace, you had to believe God 
that what he said was true. That he was going to make atonement for the sins of the world through the blood of his own son. Because that's the only way it could be done. But there will be those that will reject all of this. And Paul makes a point of that in 2 Thessalonians 2. But see, even Paul talks about all of Israel is not Israel. Israel are those who were born again, who were redeemed through the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. The Gentiles didn't replace Israel. The church didn't replace Israel. The election of grace today means that all men, male, female, Jew, Gentile, whatever you are, you can be redeemed and be that son or daughter of the Lord. The scripture points out the nations of them that are saved. But see, God still loves them. They're beloved, but God loves all. He doesn't, he doesn't love the wickedness. The wickedness, if Israel persists in wickedness, and you see, this is the thing. The condition of the Jew, the Gentile, and all men is the same. Just because you're Jewish, just because you're Hebrew, or just because you're black, or Mexican, or white, or you're German, or you're Japanese, or you're Chinese, or North Korean, that don't matter. The condition is the fall of man. The sin. You don't suddenly sin and say, well, I'm a sinner. No. You are a sinner, and that's why you've sinned. You're a sinner, and that's why you lie. You're a sinner, and that's why you cheat. You're a sinner, and that's why you don't want to know the truth. That's all the world. And see, it's especially ironic for Israel because they saw the Lord God on the top of the mount when they were at Sinai. Now see, Paul goes on in this. He said, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Once God does something, that's it. Because why? He's God. He's perfect. For as ye have in times past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief, meaning that the Jews don't believe, even so have these also now not believed, that through your mercy they may also that they also may obtain mercy. For God has concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy on all. Now, although this section is talking about the Gentiles 
and the Jews. And that's all the houses here. All the one, all the tribes that came in the promise through Isaac. He's talking about everyone. But especially he's talking here. That Israel of the Old Testament today. And of course, they were scattered in the nations. They rebelled against God. They've had tremendous things. They suffered a lot. And they're over in a little hunk of land with more enemies than you can shake a stick at. And God sees that. But God is going to use everything to bring them to him. Because believe it or not, the Messiah, Yeshua, will show up. He will arise. He will reveal himself. And those who are trying to destroy Israel. Now, that doesn't mean that Israel is not going to get attacked and have major troubles now. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's going to be a final battle. <clears throat> but that final battle is a ways off before Yahshua comes. But that doesn't mean God can't watch over Israel. See, the Gentiles, I mean, even me, there was a time. I mean, I was in raised in the Methodist church. And I've given my testimony along a lot of times on this program. <clears throat> There's two times in life that that I actually had an experience with the Lord that is both private and it changed everything. There was other times that I had dreams and visions. Nevertheless, I was in unbelief too. Everybody is in unbelief. You, you know, and the thing of it is, you're going to believe in something. So God concluded everybody in unbelief that he might have mercy on all. And Paul says, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Well, how can you say that? Are you crazy, Paul? Everybody's guilty now. Listen, I got a clue for you. Everybody was guilty anyway. This goes back to the garden, and Paul covers this part in Hebrews. Because he's writing to Hebrews. Get the grip, huh? But see, wherever you see redeemed Jews that are messianic, you're going to find redeemed Gentiles. <laughs> I guarantee you. If you want true peace in the Middle East, they need to they need Yeshua. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Or who has first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him, through him, to him are all things, and to him, 
to whom be glory forever and ever. Now Paul is separating out this one chapter to make a defense of God not forsaking Israel. The reason God cannot forsake Israel is the same reason he's not going to forsake the Gentiles either. But you've got to call upon him. If you reject him, he'll reject you. The offer to be redeemed is today. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Today. You go out that door, you don't want to reject. I mean, you you don't want to repent. You say, well, I got tomorrow. You go out and you can get killed in a car accident just like that. I remember how David Wilkerson died. Tower and I used to listen to him. And he even came to our hometown and we participated in his in his meeting that he was having. Dynamic watchman. Yet he had a lot of enemies. They didn't like what he preached. He was a tough preacher. But in his older years he him and his wife was in a car and they were they had turned the ministry part over to his I think he's the one that's still running it now Times Square Church and uh, they got in their car and they had an accident he was killed instantly and she died sometime later but you know he's the same one that preached that I could be in here preaching, having a meeting in here, speaking of Times Square, but I could go outside the church and get on the sidewalk and step off and get hit by a car and instantly in the presence of God. That is so ironic. Because in a way he was prophesying about the very way he would go. Instantly. Just like that. Unexpected. And there was a guy in our church. Same thing happened. You know on Sundays. You park across the street from the church. You get out and everybody's just walking everywhere. Well he went out and crossed the street. And got hit by a car and killed. See God is with you but. You're not going to live forever. Nobody's known the mind of the Lord. Even the Lord, when speaking of his return and his coming, it's in the hands of the Father. You see, there is a God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there is his son, Yahshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ. And various languages have different names. They all mean the same thing. Isa, 
I mean, you've got Farsi, you got Arabic, English, you got Greek, it's he Jesus in the Greek. But the bottom line of it is, everything is centered and will be centered around Israel. Because when we talk about the redemptive processes and how God has done things, he used the Jewish prophets, you know. And they gave the word. And some of our greatest prophecies about Yahshua is found in the Tanakh, the very book the Jews read all the time. And they don't see it. The Muslims who hate both Jews and Christians call us the people of the book. Now the only time the people of the book, Jews, and I'm speaking of all the houses of Israel, and the Gentiles agree on anything concerning religion and faith is when they're messianic, I mean most of the time at any rate, messianic believers in Yahshua. Gentiles are believers in Jesus, Yahshua. Same Lord, two different names. He knows who you're calling on. Because he looks on the inward. He sees what's in your heart. And he is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. I mean, the Jews built the temple. And they assumed this was God's house and that's where he was going to be. Well, you ain't going to contain the God of the universe in a little temple. His spirit encompasses everything. But if you want his favor, you've got to do what he says. And today you must be found in Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And when you confess him, when you receive him, his spirit will live in you. And then where two or more of those believers who have been born again through the Spirit and have the Spirit of the Lord. Then you can have church because he says, I'm in the midst. But the bottom line of it is, you're not going to need the temple after the thousand years. Now, there is going to be a third temple built. And the dark one will sit in it declaring himself to be God. But the real Lord is coming. And God is not done with the house of Israel. And it's ironic. I'm covering this and it was two weeks ago with you. And this is a real dyed in the wool Jew that is making Aliyah back to Israel called me an anti-Semite. It's really funny. 
I'm anything but an anti-Semite. <laughs> I'm anti a lot of other things, but I'm not anti-Semite. It's kind of funny. And I've been going through this that Paul gave, one of the one of the best. It's actually the only thing we have that where somebody went in detail. Now, if you follow this up with the words that is written, the teachings that are written in Hebrew, you will uh, Hebrews, then you will get the full scope. You see, because the Apostle Paul, all the Apostles, and even Yahshua, they didn't have your modern Bible. They had the Tanakh. They had the Pentateuch, the Apostles, the uh, you know the uh, the prophets. I mean. And so they brought out of that, they saw what God was doing. So you can find the gospel in the Old Testament, as we call it. And the reason you can find it there is because that's where Yahshua came out of. He fulfilled the law and the prophets. You can find it there. That's how come the apostles could study the same books and come out with the same gospel because the Lord showed them. Now there were some things that weren't revealed to those prophets. And that's what the apostles were, it was given to them. And so that's why you have the gospel of John. That's why you have these books in the New Testament because that's the fulfillment but they go together. Father, we thank you for your word today, Lord God. Give them revelation into this. Help people to understand this. You're coming back for not just one race, one people, but all who will believe. In Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, from the preaching, teaching, receiving of this word. And don't forget to have a good weekend. Shabbat begins tonight. And if you're one of the Gentiles, they use the Sabbath on a Sunday. The key, of course, is when you keep such things, who are you honoring? But thank God that God made a way because we may be saved in his sons, but we ain't perfect yet. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Tower, if you want to say something, you can come on now. Oh, I just wanted to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Whenever you do, we love you. And 
We pray for you and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Stay safe and enjoy your weekend in the Lord. Have a good day, everybody. Shalom, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.